back. <laughs> so today, what are we talking about, Mark? We're talking about old art, which we sort of said could be anything from, I don't know, I said something about Byzantine art, thinking of the 1400s. Mm -hmm. and you said cave paintings even, so we're going way going back as far as we can we can talk about i guess yeah let's try to think of of the uh the oldest art we can think of <laughs> what's the oldest art you've actually seen do you um, think well apparently in my art history class uh, my professor therese boyle said that um there's always new finds um, that are dating back older and older and older. And from what I can gather, the oldest one I've, I've seen, uh, or in, in, like more like a, of an indication of art, it was a shell found with um, a sort of a zigzag scribble etched into the shell. And I think it was a hundred thousand years old, but I'm I'm not oh. quite sure. And so that would have been some sort of a, a decoration of some sort, I would guess, or, or even a jewelry, possibly, or. Yeah, I think uh, when it was like some years ago, I saw that come across my my Facebook. Um, I think it was a National Geographic kind of post. Right, uh, right. Where they thought maybe it it, it would have been a, a gift to to some to a female, <laughs> you know, like uh, back when there was like a hundred people on the planet. Yeah, well, they they would have been that. They were thinking maybe that would have been a hominid, even you know. Interesting. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard about that. How about, how about actually experience, like going into galleries or museums or whatever and, and actually seeing old art? I guess probably the oldest for me would be, um, I, I would guess if you're thinking like of Egyptian, uh, Egyptian things, seeing that stuff at the, the Met when I was in uh, New York once. We went and toured around the Met and saw some of the ancient Egypt stuff. And that, that, that's probably the oldest stuff I've ever actually seen. Probably me too. I, I would, yeah, I would imagine because uh, that would have been maybe 4,000 years uh, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might have seen a few uh, Chinese, um, I don't know, Ming Dynasty uh, bronze um, things. Right. At the ROM, maybe some time ago, but it's so far in my memory. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. That I have probably seen other things, but I didn't. It didn't register quite the same as it would now, and it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, museum, and, and sometimes I've seen like in um, the Museum of Natural History in New York when I was there the last time. We did a kind of whirlwind tour through just part of it. We we didn't really spend enough as much time there as we. Should have. That's a huge museum with so much to see, but uh, there was some reproduction stuff. I don't think it was original, like of cave drawings and things like that. But I don't know that I've ever actually seen an actual. I mean, how do you get a cave into a museum? I suppose is the question. I guess they they must have ways of doing these things. Apparently, uh, most caves now are rep reproductions because 
they're they're closed um, because um, the uh, the fact that they were open for let's say 30 years or so the body heat from people and all the stuff brought in from the outside started deteriorating a lot of the the caves so apparently yeah, yeah. that's interesting um did you find that ancient art of that sort of order was something that you were attracted to fairly early on when you started paying more attention to art like for me it was oh, something yeah. Yeah, for me, it wasn't something that I, I think um, it's the sort of thing I would have picked up on more later looking back and sort of appreciating it. I think when I would have seen that when I was younger, I wouldn't have really appreciated it as much as I do now. I think it was more, um, I think it was my sort of Tintin. I don't know if you know Tintin. No, I don't think I know that. Tintin is uh, Les Aventures de Tintin, Tintin. Okay. You knew, you know Tintin? Oh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still not ringing a bell. Is that? Uh, Tintin is is a comic book. Uh, okay, he's that's a, what I'm. An explorer. Okay, that's ringing a bit of a bell. Not an explorer, but he's a reporter, and uh, uh, he has a little dog called Snowy, but in French it's called Milou. Right, and, and that's. Uh, he just goes around the world, and there are often. Um, you know, like one is called the the les cigars du pharaon. Um, I forgot what it's called in in English, but he goes and uh, for adventures in in the uh, the pyramids, or or he's in South America and there's like an idol, and um, you know. So um, when I was really young, reading these. Uh, strips, those comic books, um, just made me kind of curious about old things. So, I, but I wasn't really, you know, I, I, it's not like David or Jonathan where they, they can list things and with the dates <laughs> and everything, you know? Yeah, well, that's a special talent, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but when I see cave paintings, it it's the same curiosity I have for, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Quest for Fire. Oh, I believe I saw that 30 years ago or whatever, a long, long time ago. I don't really remember it. Yeah, you should see it again. It's, it's, it's kind of uh, the same, you know, how human beings, when we were just barely talking, or you know making tools we're still sort of the same not not uh, not so different really right and right in creating art um i know that uh, i'm a, an atheist but when i'm creating i feel a little bit kind of like i'm in another realm or I'm, a spiritual plane. I don't know what to call it, but it's like um, it's calm and it's zen and it's it's good. And I am thinking, wow, I really like this. And um, 
I'm thinking, well, maybe somebody will enjoy this and uh, they will have it in their house. And, you know, it's like filled with good thoughts and <laughs> good intentions. So I'm thinking, well, uh, people I'm sure over ages and ages of, of years, they've, they've done this. You know, like it's all the same thing we're doing. <laughs> Quest for Fire, I've actually, um, a bunch of the, the filming for that was actually done up in the, on the Niagara Escarpment, actually, like near the, um, near Wyerton, Ontario, like up in the, um, the Bruce Peninsula. Whoa. Yeah, I've actually been in, there's, they were called Grieg's Caves at, uh, at one point, and you could, it was on a person's property that the access to them was at, and you'd pay them $5 and you could go down and walk around. So I've actually been in the caves that they were, that it was filmed in, which is pretty cool. They're huge caves. They're like, you know, I don't know how tall they are, but they're either 30 or 40 or even bigger than that feet tall. They're, they're quite large. So that was neat. Hey, this is, this is interesting. I'm thinking... Yeah, there was no, uh, there was no cave paintings though. <laughs> they probably, if there was there, those in the film, I'm sure they, they would have added them there. So did, did that film have a lot of aspects to do with the art element of it then? I, I, I really should watch it again. Hey, but I just, I just put two things together in my mind, which is interesting. I had never thought of it, but uh, when you think of uh, somebody in a cave looking up at a wall in a huge cave, you get that sentiment, that feeling of looking at images that are kind of glowing on the wall. Well, that's, that's similar to an, a huge art gallery or a huge church or... You know, like, yes, this this cave that I, I was in was was cavernous, like a giant cathedral. I would say that's a good analogy. Yeah, and, uh, yeah interesting. And yeah, I wonder what would have. I guess the same sorts of things would have motivated people to make art then as do now, right? Well, uh, I'm, I can only I don't know. It's it's uh, apparently um, they say that um, the. Uh, what is interesting about cave paintings is that they painted animals more than they painted human figures. So, uh, and, and that's across the board. So groups and, and I don't know, show in France, like let's think of the Chauvet uh, cave or, or the Altamira caves in, in Spain or or other caves, they, they're different groups of people, but they're doing the same thing, painting animals with ochre and, and uh, carbon. Um, so there must be something in the human condition that, uh, that connects with animals and, you know, trying to understand the world and, you know, hoping for uh, appeasing uh, luck somehow for a good hunt or I, I guess they were thinking that that's what it was uh, asking for a good hunt maybe yeah and a lot of a lot of that um, a lot of early painting like that cave painting I, I get the impression a lot of it was uh, storytelling as well like almost I don't know if you'd go so far as to say they were writing history but but there was a lot of um, storytelling, and I, I think that it's interesting that 
modern paintings, I still think, can be connected to that in a lot of ways. That there's a story that's being told, especially with more representational work. Yeah, I, I actually, I think it's almost impossible to, to not do a narrative. Every time we, in my, in my uh, program, every time we put our art on the wall, uh, even if we have, like, let's imagine we have one of your beautiful paintings, Mark, with uh, the little squares at the bottom and a little twirly, <laughs> twirly, whirly thing. <laughs> Then we would we would come up with a, a narrative, a story about that that. Yeah, like I'm thinking again. We talked uh, one of our, I think our first time we spoke. Uh, we talked about Andrew Wyeth's Christina's World, and to me, that's one of the most narrative paintings I've ever seen. And I guess I think a lot of the cave paintings there was something that was similar to that, where there was this narrative that was going on, and it was often telling some sort of a story. That's that. I guess I don't know if that's what I've heard or whether I've making that up myself as I see them or or what but uh, it, it's interesting to me that the connection is always to me is always there like you say it's, it's almost impossible to not be telling some sort of a story even an abstract painting can tell a story like it exactly um, that's what my professors have told me um, you know we'd, we'd be looking at a huge a Jack Bush painting and Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a big stripe, a dot here, but then he would start talking about this, the narrative of this painting, and I was like, wow, you got all that? Yeah, well, they're, they're, this. they're very playful, right? And so I think that there is something going on there, and I think there's a lot of, certainly with abstraction, uh, you're probably not going to get exactly what the artist was wanting you to get necessarily because it's abstract, but I think um, most abstract artists would probably be pretty happy to know that somebody was getting a narrative out of the painting, even if it wasn't what they were thinking when they painted it, if you know what I mean. Oh, it's so weird sometimes um, what comes out. I mean, I, you, you haven't even, you're the one who has painted it and you haven't even thought of it and, and people yeah, that's are coming true, yeah. up. Yeah, that's true too. I, I've had that where somebody else has said something and it's like, geez, you know, that's actually probably true. And I didn't think of it. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But, uh, One thing yeah, well, that, that I really love about uh, cave paintings is that, in my view, um, the lines uh, of the animals, it's not been, I haven't seen anything so beautiful since, you know, like, um, you can't do that today. It's just, there's nobody that, that can match the, the beauty in, in this, in, in the well, bulls. Yeah. And in some ways, it's like looking at art that children make, too. There's that same sort of thing that you only have a very, very brief period in your life where you're able to be that detached from real, reality in a way that, that you can, you know, you can make these pictures and images that are completely, I don't know, just straight out of your their head and they're not really influenced by anything else and maybe there was less of that i don't know i guess they would have had their own influences in prehistoric times but i agree with you that's interaction between other groups right like i think there was a intergathered society and a fairly small group you probably barely ever see anybody of your entire life at that time absolutely they yes. have a strong influence i would think on on the sorts of art that you made of course it would right? 
Mm. Yeah. But you'd always say, you know your mother probably. Complain about <laughs> Freudian stuff. So, um, uh, what else? Uh, we have, um, so there's the cave paintings and they're like statuettes. Are there any statuettes that, that uh, you can think of? Like, well, I went to, um, I, I went a, a number of years ago, not that long ago, maybe 2010, I believe. I went to Greece. Ooh. And, uh, saw the Parthenon. Ooh, what did you feel? Well, yeah, and it's interesting because there's like, uh, there's a museum there of it, and you learn a lot about like, there's pieces that are missing that have been, you know, they're in the British Museum, right? Which I think is kind of terrible, but whatever, I guess at least they're being preserved. But at some point, you know, these ancient artifacts were looted and brought back to England because that's where they belong, right? Oh, but, yes. uh, <laughs> but that was, that was interesting to me to see a lot of that statuary stuff, but that's, you know, that's not anywhere near as old as what we talked about before, but it's still, I, I, I think interesting. Oh, absolutely. No, no. Tell me what, what did you feel like when you, when you were, uh, it was amazing to be in, to be in that site, like to be just wandering around and just thinking of the history. And I think it's similar to probably the reasons why you're, interested in um prehistoric art it's almost less i wouldn't say less the art i mean you're probably very interested in the art but it's the history and the idea that you can date this stuff back like tens of thousands of years is just kind of mind-boggling and so you know you're standing in in the parthenon knowing that this was like a major center of the world and whatever year like you know bc times and, and later and um yeah, it's 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 pretty overwhelming, really, and it's a really big site. There's a lot of things to see, and and uh, it's, it really it was it was really interesting, you know. Uh, I, I would I'd like to go back there. It wasn't my well, I haven't really traveled that much to be honest, but I've been to Italy and I've been to Greece. And Italy, I guess we saw some old stuff there too when I was there. But Greece was more recent, so I remember that more. And and you know, actually, what I remember the most about going to Greece wasn't actually in terms of art. Because sometimes when you're standing in these archaeological sites, it doesn't seem as much. I'm not saying it's not art, but I'm not thinking of it as art as much as I'm thinking of it as everything else that it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did. I did also go to uh, to some art galleries, and and the, one of the things that's in Greece that's interesting is there was a lot. There's a lot of Byzantine stuff there, and I found that stuff to be just fascinating. Like. Oh, this, yeah. 1400s like before there was perspective with lots of gold and yeah. lots of lots of religious imagery and i just found that stuff to be like i'd look at that and i'd just get all goosebumpy basically just looking at it thinking man that thing was painted in like 1440 or whatever right it's just yeah it's pretty interesting stuff to me. yeah i i was i have been fascinated by byzantine art and i've i've been reading a lot about it i i did some work and assignments in class that 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 was based on on that and, um it's really flat yeah they're uh, very flat no perspective yeah but it's super rich in colors and the design is amazing lots of reds and golds and yeah i agree i and they they use um they use uh, they, they're like uh, multimedia because they use, as you said, gold and also yeah, like inlaid gold, gold, stone. 
I imagine some of this gold foil that they're like rubbing onto it and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I was just really blown away by it. And actually, it's interesting. I took that even a little farther and I started looking into old music and I, I bought a bunch of CDs of Byzantine chant, which is like some of the earliest recorded music. Wow. And it's pretty interesting. It's like, it's very church like, you know, lots of uh, droning and, but it's, it's, it's interesting stuff. I think that, that whole cultural cultural thing. I mean, it's the sort of thing I should really probably read up on and, and try to understand a little bit more about it because it, I just found it really fascinating. And like you say, the paintings are just beautiful. And the, and the way that they made babies. They always made babies look like little old people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Jesus, how come he looks like he's like 15? Or no, not 15. He looks like he's like 40. But he's a baby. You know, he's, he's the size of a baby, but he's got a man's face. What I liked uh, was that, um, aside from the all the saints and the Mary and, and all that, was that there were a lot of, uh, the, there was like Constantine, um, the, the emperor Constantine, was that was the Byzantine period. And they were kind of at a at a crossword uh, a cross between uh, intersection of of cultures and um, like between the uh, the east the Middle East and the West they were at the intersection and um, um, there were many mosaics of. Constantinople, I mean, Constantine, <laughs> the Emperor Constantine. Well, Constantinople was named after him, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Now with it's his, Istanbul. With his, um, yes, now it's Istanbul. With his, um, his, uh, whoever queen of the time, like he'd always have a queen. And there was one queen called Zoe that uh, ruled for 40 years. Uh, I think something like that and oh, that. people loved her and she's there a lot and so there it's like a balance she's on the left she's on the right and she's holding like uh, scrolls and so I'm I'm always looking for women in art how how are women portrayed and, uh, so I always pay attention to that well, there's your there's your uh, when you decide to do your PhD in art history there's your thesis right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm uh, so far away from that, but thank you for believing in me, Mark. Well, maybe art history isn't what you'd be interested in. Maybe you'd be more interested in actually making the works practical, in which case I don't know you can get a PhD in making it. Exactly, Mark. I think, you know, I've heard that um, at the PhD level, art making it takes on a huge different, like it's like a totally different world of idea. And I'm not certain that, uh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet where, where that would go, you know? Um, I think there's possibilities though. I wouldn't totally discount it because I think that a lot of times people think of art that has no connection to anybody other than somebody else with a PhD in art. Hmm. You know, but I think that there's, I, I believe that there's possibilities still because I think every once in a while you can do something that does, that kind of crosses over between the worlds of like that kind of high art and the sort of art that 
people would actually maybe have a connection with. Like there's all kinds of interesting installations I think that have been done over the years that that's getting way off topic from uh, <laughs> from ancient art, but but just I, I do think that there's there's potential there if you were the right person and you, and you had the right person advising you who is open minded. I think you could there would there is there would be potential, but who knows? Definitely um, something to to keep an eye on. So, yeah. Well, Okay, I'm going to get us back on track. Yeah, we're back uh, on track. Uh, so we went to, what did we do? We, do, we did Cave, we did Byzantine, a bit, a bit, a bit Greece. A little, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Greek stuff a little bit. Um, what statue. else? Um, see, I, I, I think for me, it's not something that I was immediately attracted to. I actually... I. I think I still have it. I moved in September and I, I never took my books out of the boxes yet. And I gave a lot of books away, but I had a book that a friend of mine gave me many years ago on historic art. And I hope that I still have it. I, I bet you yeah, I gave it away though, because it's something that it, you know what, well, you know what it's like. You're carrying all this stuff around and I probably hadn't opened it ever. So, but, but now I'm, now you've got me thinking that I'd like to go back and look at some of that stuff again. It's, it's, it's interesting, and I don't, I don't know that much about it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's a new sort of area for me because it's not something that I've been really that connected to, other than, you know, my personal experiences, I guess, with, like, seeing ancient Egypt and things and seeing Byzantine art and being at the Parthenon. And I'm sure I saw something in Italy that was possibly could be classified as, as very old because <laughs> it's an old place. But um, I, I would like to really kind of, I think revisit that maybe yeah. we'll have a, maybe I'll try to do that over the next while and maybe we'll talk about it again I'll, yeah, what's, I'll, I'll what's be more what's fun about it I I feel that it's to find that connection between you and that that other um, artist or that other person or that that other um, user that was holding that, that was using that uh, amulet or, you know, and, and that finding that connection of the hand, you know, that unites us, really. Right. So that I've always been touched by this. Um, and I've read uh, other artists to have um, Ensem Kiefer said yeah. that for him, history is just another tool in his toolbox as just as valid as a paintbrush you know well i think the art that you make is something that is really a product of every of all of your experiences ideally right you're trying to somehow everything that who you are and all of the things that you've done and how you were treated by your parents or or relationships you've had in your life or or you know there's just whatever it is i think is going to somehow come out in, in the things that you make and i i expect that i don't know if you'd see that so much in statuary and and like this david or something like that i don't think you would see that so much but i think the cave paintings is, to go back to that again i think they'd probably, that's very much that i'm talking again i guess about the narrative aspect yeah and the one thing that maybe um that i i forgot to mention uh, that our professor talked to us about, and 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 there's the aspect that the caves were uh, 
very much affected by sound. Uh, any sound in the cave would be, okay. uh, you know, would re reverberate and it would create uh, an a sound environment that was very, very important. Yeah, that's interesting. And that, and like you say, that I think everything, all your stimuli would be affecting what you did, and I'm sure that that can, that could come out somehow. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, in a lot of ways, would hieroglyphics be connected to cave painting? Would you say? Why not? Yeah, it's kind of because I think I see them as being kind of a similar thing, like the the you know Egyptian hieroglyphics. It's all about um, a connection to the other world. I think um, there we know about Stonehenge and we know about um, other um, Celtic um, carvings on stone. And oh, that's another thing that gets unearthed all the time. People find more and more uh, indications of uh, early towns. Uh, there was one that was called, I think, Gobepliteke or something like that in uh, Turkey that was just found. Um, and they thought that you could travel, the spirit traveled through stone. <laughs> you know the Outla Outlander, the show Outlander? Yeah, I have. I just heard it in the background. Yeah, so. Um, uh, and hi hieroglyphics, they, um, I, I can't pronounce things. <laughs> hieroglyphics. How would you say that in Francais? Hieroglyph. Hieroglyph, okay, that's better. That's easier, actually. <laughs> they, they, um, they were written um, for the passage uh, to the next world. So, there's a connection, definitely. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating stuff. And then you bring up the whole uh, kind of druids, um, so speaking of, of old art again, and I don't know much about it, but it's another thing that I just think is fascinating to see that. I'd love to to go on a, you know, a tour of, of Ireland or Scotland or wherever, really, in that part of the world and look at Celtic runes, you know, look at Celtic things that are out there old gravestones, whatever, there's all kinds of... I have a friend who is a jeweler. Mm. A couple of years ago, did a, a few years ago now, did a trip there, and boy, he had some amazing photographs of just some of the things that he went and found. Because he's all about making rings and things that are all Celtic designs, like and he draws like the Celtic maps and all that. It's really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's so uh, beautiful, like, the way... That, I don't know how old that is. I don't know much about it. I imagine... Uh, it must be pre-Christian, I would think, some of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess because the Romans sort of came there and that they were, they were sort of there at the same time, but the Druids must have been there, you know, that sort of Celtic culture must have been there forever. And in fact, there's actually, um, Jason, the friend of mine who does, who's a jeweler, he had a map of Celtic influence up in his uh, store, I remember, I'm just remembering this. And and it went far as far south. There was they, they found Celtic runes and Celtic uh, archaeological things that they found in in Italy, like that far south. So that's pretty. It's pretty cool. They had a very big influence at one point. But I, I, I I'm, <laughs> I guess I don't really know when that would have been. I, I imagine. <laughs> um, let's just say zero. 
some dry pigment and make your own egg tempera. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd like to try that this summer. Yeah, fun. you know, another a, a related thing to that, that I, I, I met a guy many years ago who makes made work out of, um, what do they call encaustic? Mm-hmm. I love encaustic. No, beeswax and put it in. It's I guess it's not really. It's similar that you start with dry pigment. But I, I, I bet you that's a very old format. Though. I bet you that's something that's been done for thousands of years. Oh, I bet, yeah. Carrier, I bet, yeah. I don't know that for a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that's been around for a long time. Oh, definitely. Oh, um, another uh, thing that's really old as well is tattooing. Tattooing. Bodies like mummies. Yeah, that's that. That I mean, that you can probably find. I mean, I don't know how far back that would go. Like, I'm sure, um, I'm sure it was done in ancient Egypt, but was it done in like, thousands of years before that? Still, I don't. I know. think so because uh, they unearth um, ice age uh, mummies often, uh, and they're tattooed. It says mom on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tattooing is super, super old. So uh, I was was thinking, I don't have any tattoos and I don't like any. So I'm a real modernist, I think. (laughs) I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. So that's about it for me. I don't know if there's anything else that you can think of well there's i'm sure there's a lot more you could talk about if you had um you know if you like for me again it's not something that is that i've spent enough time really thinking about it's just such a big um it's such a big area right Mm -hmm. okay i'm just quickly reading here i had to look this up but uh, um apparently encaustic painting they're saying here was used and mummy portraits from Egypt around 100 to 300 AD. So that's an old form. That doesn't surprise me. It seems like the sort of thing where they probably figured, oh, you melt wax, you put some carbon in it or whatever. Yeah, Pretty. yeah. I bet uh, even before that. But it yeah, yeah, exactly. That hasn't uh, been uh, uh, found yet or, or noticed or 
talk to about, um, but uh, definitely, I'm sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Huh? Yeah. I'll send you this um, image here. It's amazing, actually. I'm I'm kind of blown away by this. This is uh, this this is from. This is the, I, I believe this is the one. Fiam mummy portraits. It's called from Egypt, and that's one of them there. Like that looks like a modern painting. It's oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've studied those Fayum mummy yeah. portraits. That's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I, that's really awesome. See the, that uh, how it's almost like um, hyper realism in yeah. in. But it's not flat like the Byzantine paintings, even though it's like a couple thousand, few thousand years before. I think that's incredible that, that those are so realistic. That's, that's like, right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what our professor said, that uh, throughout the ages, uh, humans, human uh, art has uh, gone from uh, knowing a lot, like um, nearing um, uh, not a perfection but a certain uh, amount of complexity to the art and then reverted to uh, simply more simplistic forms and forgotten a lot of knowledge yeah. then yeah, came almost, back. Almost, yeah you'd almost say call it primitivism probably hmm. yeah that's interesting yeah but yeah that's yeah, I, I i think i would just say that i'm i'm inspired to maybe open up some book boxes and see if I have that book. And I suppose if I don't, there's lots of other books around. We have a library here. I think that there's something in the simplicity of the line that um, is, you know, how you like um, really, uh, I, I was calling it uh, IKEA art. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, no, no, I know what you're saying. So that's where IKEA gets the idea from. It, it predates IKEA at least. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I know you. <laughs> you like simple lines that, um, and and playful. You like it playful, but you like it stylish, right? Like it's, um, it must appeal to you aesthetically somehow. Um, you know, like the line is like an egg, for example. When you look at an egg, that's like a perfect, beautiful, yeah. natural form, right? Amazing, amazing. That nature can create that just wow you know? <laughs> well that's how i feel when i look at uh prehistoric art little amulets that the lines are just amazing you know and yeah. you're thinking well this isn't a simple-minded person that is creating this it's it's they've got a sophisticated uh mind to create something like this. You know? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of humbling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree. Yeah, like to be so, maybe they just, they did it so many times, every day. They did it, you know, they did it a few. They did, they did two today, they did two uh, the next day, and they, they built and built and built. Maybe they lived only 18 years or 19 years, but they got to a point where they left this amazing little carved amulet, you know, that's just simple. Uh, and you know that it's a body, 
just from looking at it like you see that there's a shape that looks like a person it's not a person but it's almost like an abstraction of a person and it's sophisticated you know and that's what i i'm just always gasping what <laughs> yeah you want to go and see some more of these things in uh in the flesh as it were <laughs> yeah yeah definitely well lots lots of lots and lots of opportunities so we're nearing to a close it's uh past our half hour uh, I think so, half, hour, half hour to 45 is a good, reasonable amount of time. So I think we're in our time still. And uh, I, it's been a good conversation. Yes. Thank you, Mark. So enjoy your uh, week. Yeah, we'll chat during the week and figure out what we're going to talk about next week. And uh, you have a good week as well. And, and hopefully your congestion all but disappears. <laughs> thank you. Like right now. <laughs> One, okay. two, three. Okay, good. take care. Okay.